guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. Of course, I'm your host, and here today, we are depressed. Mark is depressed. Mark, how are you? I, I, I'm I sad, man. This we, is we, this we has were, been a... We, we opened up pretty good on the call, and then we started to be like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And then all the stuff started to like come in uh, with us conversating. Uh, this kind of sucks, dude. I mean, one one part of our news that we're going to be talking about is something that has happened earlier in the week we already know about. But, you know, let before we get to all that, how are you as yourself? Like, well-being, how are you? You know, you're still in the new house. You know, what's going on? My blood pressure is good. <laughs> My... No, it's good, man. It's, you know, as I'm sure people can tell when they're hearing the audio, I I made this announcement to Clay, uh, Clay that I was like, you know, I'm finally going to attach my, my microphone so that I can just have that beautiful voice that you guys have all learned to love. And then I realized when I opened my desk that my microphone is not there. So I am now a podcaster who does not know where his microphone is. So that should just give you an idea of where I'm at mentally. Uh, <laughs> Time to buy a new mic. I mean, I should I should step it up. I should step it up. Uh, but besides that, I mean, a, a big part of my life is comics. Yeah. You know. So, and a and even to go even more macro, like to think of it even more, is a big part of my life is DC comics. I think ninety. I want to say 88% of my fandom is DC Comics. Like 11.5% is indie. And I'll give Marvel half of a percent. Um, (laughs) Now, this has been a really... It's been like a trying week because I guess you could say the entertainment movie side of DC, we are getting ready to roll into DC fandom in about eight or nine days, eight days, I believe. And the news there can't get any more exciting when you're looking at the slate and what's to come. Not only do you get the amazing news, I think it was last week, I don't even remember if we addressed this, which was the Suicide Squad video game that that Rocksteady has announced. And we're all like, oh man, is this Superman? Is this, are, are they targeting Superman? Is he a possessed Superman? Is this Bizarro? Like no one knows. But that is another moment you're like, man, awesome. This is this is great. Um, then you get this really, really sad news that came from, I want to say it was the Hollywood reporter, that they were the ones that are the ones that kind of reported this, like it, this was their exclusive, that there was a, I want to say a third of DC Comics, like editorial staff. Yeah. were were part of this very large layoff of 600 employees of Warner Media and i mean some of these editors that were mentioned are Brian Cunningham, Mark Doyle. I believe Mark Doyle wasn't Mark Doyle like uh Snyder's like boy. I I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Um you know the uh uh Bob Harris, the yes. uh editor in chief like That was rough. Now, one thing that I need to say that I think a lot of people are freaking out about, um, DC Comics is not going anywhere. No. DC Comics is not going anywhere. 
Mar uh, freaking Disney is not going to buy them. You don't have to worry about that because I saw people crying about that. You need to understand that this was already planned. This was something that was supposed to happen during the merger last year, and AT&C saw that problems with WB were a bigger mess, and they had to deal with that. Got all their ducks in a row, and then said, okay, now we have to deal with DC finally. This was supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. I'm not saying that, you know, because everybody's losing their jobs, it's fine. No, it, it sucks to not have a job, especially during this pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely sucks. But I think uh, one of the biggest reasons uh, that these names in particular were uh, a part of the cutoff or layoffs is that these names were probably some of the names that were the reason why we're getting the stories that we're currently getting. So Potentially. Potentially. Uh, yeah. You know, that's unfortunately a bright side of like trying to look at the bright side of things saying, okay, if this means that these editors weren't exactly doing the greatest of jobs, hopefully we get better stories in the future. We don't know if that's going to be true or not. I now, know that did was you, one of the big you, things that you were worried about. Did you read the thread of Jerry Conway? I, I read, I, I skimmed through it. I didn't read all of it. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could read this pretty quick cause it's not, um, it's not, it's not that bad, but he's like, what happened at DC Comics yesterday was probably inevitable. Once Warner Media became a subsidiary of a tech company uninterested in creating new creative content and planning only to strip mine existing IP for streaming. It should have been clear when the incoming AT&T management told the management of the highly successful and profitable HBO that they needed to upend their corporate culture in order to feed the AT&T cable pipeline with continuous streaming content like Netflix. It should have been clear when AT&T replaced a successful management team at HBO that AT&T didn't see value in HBO's content, only value in HBO's brand. The content currently produced at DC Comics or DC Universe is of no interest to the tech bros of AT&T, only the brand. Publishing comics is a low-profit margin business. The value lies in the IP and only the IP. Expect AT&T to do the absolute minimum necessary to keep the DC Comics brand alive for its IP value. Some of the decisions AT&T will make are probably long overdue for a business model that's been marginal for decades. This will be brutal and bloody. This time next year, I predict Marvel will own about 90% of the new monthly comic market, in which case, retail comic shops are done. DC Comics will probably publish reprints and a handful or dozen of new digital-only monthly series intended for graphic novel releases. When the comic book retail market collapses, Marvel 2 will have to turn to a digital monthly print graphic novel format, for a reduced number of titles. It's simple economics. The business has relied too long on a fragile distribution model. COVID-19 and AT&T have broken it. Uh, I mean, he goes on a little bit lower, I mean, in regards to that. Uh, but it kind of, I don't know why, but this hits home. Because 
I understand that the money is made. Even though, yes, comic books are the perfect cheap route to introduce characters and to see where popularity lies amongst characters to then turn turn it into a potential IP and turn it into a potential franchise in movies or TV shows because that's where the true money lies. Yeah. But I just have a feeling that we are going to lose. Um, with DC, we are going to potentially in the future, and, and I mean, this is something that we'll touch next in regards to with the solicits and now seeing all these canceled titles, that we're going to be losing a diverse uh, branch of characters and I feel like we're only going to be getting the headliners and we're just going to happen to see these B characters always like as just background and nothing else. Yeah. You know, this is a discussion that has been going on for quite some time and it, you know, came up again. I don't know if you saw on our comic book Legion post with the uh, green lantern. Yeah. Somebody had said, Oh, I believe this will be the new way to go uh, in the future. And I I jumped in on that conversation uh, saying that I don't think – I think that right now it's too soon to say. Uh, but, you know, there's this whole concept of – you know, I said it before. You know, DC is not going anywhere. But there's ho- this whole concept is like once one bad thing happens at DC Comics, everybody believes that DC Comics as a whole is about to implode and we're never going to see it again. Now, I, I, I don't, I don't personally think that. I don't think that we're we're gonna lose this brand. But the, but I also had a conversation with my co-host Juice from uh, Batman News Weekly. We were talking about how he thinks, like he he asked me the question just this uh, just this week. What if Batman was the only Bat Family uh, character that had a main monthly book, whereas all the Bat Family had 12-issue maxi-series uh, in, like, an Elseworld setting. So that's almost like what we were ta- what you were just saying about how these B characters, C characters, D characters will just be random graphic novels while the A-list Justice League team and the members will have a monthly book. At that point, I don't think DC would like necessarily be worth it. Like they don't, I don't think they would think it would be worth it. I think what they have now with like the teen novels, they're doing great. Apparently I have, I have no way of looking at those sales numbers. Like at least I don't think I do not anymore because Comicron, but like they have apparently been doing really well in Walmart and Target and Barnes and Nobles and things like that. I think those are solid to think that from now on, a Nightwing book can only be sold in a 12-issue maxi or 6-issue miniseries is a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. But a lot of people think that maybe this whole monthly or bi-weekly status quo that we are all used to because of the last six years... Uh, or even more. I can't remember when you know they started doing the the biweekly stuff. But they think, oh well, what if from now on everything just comes out in trade? How would you feel about that? 
I don't know. Because I feel like there's not enough content at that point. You know? I agree. I think that the conversation is lost at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think if they were to oversaturate the market with all these trades all at once, you're not, you're, you're definitely going to lose titles. Definitely. I agree. Just imagine one whole week out of every month, DC comes out with six trades. Are you going to buy all six of those trades? That's see that that's the part that's tough. I mean, it's let's see. Um, I, I was trying to while you were explaining this uh, comics bookcase. He he posted about two weeks ago, which okay, was I, uh, I know who the, you're talking about. Let me see if yeah, I can find him. Yeah, this was. I mean, I'm I'm scared to actually now exit out because I don't know if I'm going to lose. Yeah, this he posted this on August first, and this was about the comic books and kind of like how revenue has shifted. And where the money is actually going. Uh-huh. And it shows that in 2019, graphic novels doubled the sales of what you get in single issues. Okay. Doubled. And this is $765 million went towards graphic novels. 355 went to single issues. And about $90 million went to digital comics. When you're looking at the source, bookstores. I am pretty sure that that right there, those bookstores, is a la Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, yep. um, you know those kind of places. Five twenty five books, uh, comic book stores. So there's not that big of a difference. I mean, we're talking about I don't know forty five million uh, in difference, and then again ninety million digital, and then twenty five like big box stores, newsstands, you know, blah blah blah. And that's from Hollywood Reporter, but I got it from looking at um, looking at comic book case when he posted this. And I don't know if, you know, you see, uh, and the source, I guess, from this, it looks like it was Comicron. Uh, so you look at a graphic like this, and it makes me wonder, I mean, like, are these kind of, are these companies like an AT&T, do they see where there is just potential more profit in doing this type of format? Because... I mean, there's, I mean, I can't, I can't even count on my hand. I mean, I would need multiple hands just to show you how many mutuals I have that don't even read single issues. That yeah. all they do is trade weight. And I mean, I mean, and it's kind of weird to say because I mean, even this show, I mean, I, I think it was as early as last year, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I talked about just wanting to get hardcovers for my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we have the we have the awesome opportunity of being able to read some of these books early, or most of these books early. Yeah. You know, I grab the ones that I absolutely love digitally right now, and then I, for all the other ones, I wait for the trade, and I, I buy the trade, so... I mean, I my, my, my fandom with, with, com- with purchasing comics, because we have been blessed with these review copies, yes, I get the books that I absolutely want. Or I get the covers that are look just gorgeous that I would want to put on my wall. Besides that, um, when I had to sell a large portion of my collection, um, I kind of lost that urge of being like that completionist yeah. with single issues, where I'm perfectly happy, you know, just doing 
you know, just doing the thing with like what I want to do with like hard covers and just having that nice library look, but of, you know, comics. So, I mean, I, I just, I just don't know, man. It's, I, I see this and I, I just feel like, I feel like it, this is like, yes, it's very sad because you're seeing so many people losing jobs, but I feel like, you know how they say like with, when you're looking at land or something like mother nature's telling you something is wrong. Yeah. I just feel like the comic book landscape has been telling you how poor and it just like, you just happened to see how fractured it really was when the pandemic happened. And yeah. then now, not only the pandemic, but you're just starting to see many layers come upon that, not only from comic book stores closing, but now you're also getting it from these, you know, one of the big two. And I mean, Disney is hurting just as bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Disney just has a much, you know, bigger, I mean, they're just much larger than AT&T would be. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to process all of this information because it's just tough. And then today, and then right now, we were literally getting ready to record, and you're like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "Oh God, what's wrong now?" He's like, "Well, I'll just tell you the news." So here I am, like scurrying the Twitterverse, trying to figure out what is it that you're talking about. And it looks like the 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 solicitations came out for November. Now I haven't seen the solicits, but I'm, I'm here and I just see on Google, it's like Games Radar, and I see DC Comics cancels Teen Titans, Young Justice, Suicide Squad, Hawkman, and then it says and more. And then I'm guessing from what I'm seeing here, the and more is John Constantine Hellblazer. Yeah. Um, then, yes. We heard, we heard earlier that Aquaman is also getting canceled. Is getting canceled? Yeah. Uh, then... It's ending. The series is ending, but it was planned, which was Batman's Grave, because we knew that and Metal Men were both limited series. Yep. Um, so those are ending as well. So I mean, we have what is it? But out of out of one, two, three, four. Oh, I didn't even say Justice nine, League Odyssey six, as well. Seven, eight, nine. Out of nine titles, three of those have been really good recently. I've actually heard really good things about Justice League Odyssey now. That Abnet is on it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's been doing a great job on that. We've been loving Suicide Squad. Yeah. And nobody's picking it up. I don't know why. We were loving Hawkman. Apparently, like, the big story about, like, the Deathbringers and, like, who created the Deathbringers. Yeah, well, it was kind of, like, just finished the now. Venditti yeah. finally was able to finish his story. I need to go back and finish that. I really want to I... know who that was. Absolutely. And then... One of the best stories that I've read, I mean, I was looking at, like, what are the most popular comics, like, I guess in terms of highly rated, and John Constantine Hellblazer was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Um, so, But yeah. also, we've been, we like, it's been 50-50 for me, but overall, we've been enjoying Aquaman. So, like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It Just, seems like... Aquaman is, like, one of my, go- is, like, my go-to read. Yeah. Whenever it, whenever it comes out, each uh, every every month that it comes out. But the 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 problem is the th- like Suicide Squad and Aquaman. Those two books we are always hyped to read when they come out. Now, you know, especially since you know we we've been trying to cover Superman and action whenever we can, uh, if we can actually like muscle through it. But like I, I didn't even read it this week. Like, I, 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 didn't, I, I, I didn't read Superman this week either. No, I no. can't anymore, and that's another 
I mean, that's, that's I, the- I was literally yesterday wanting to read a Superman book that I remember really enjoying when I first got into comics. And it was, I was actually reading the for Superman tomorrow? For, for Tomorrow. Oh, man. And, and, I need to go back and read tomorrow, that. I've been, I've been wanting to go back to read that. And I know For Tomorrow, I get from what like people are saying, like it has like a weird third act. I don't remember it because I read that like in 2006 or seven. But I'm reading the beginning and I'm just like, I, I love this. Dude, I remember, do you know, I've only read For Tomorrow once. I was Likewise. Likewise. I, my mom was looking through Barnes & Noble. I went to the comic book section, sat down, and read all of For Tomorrow, and that was it. I I asked my mom if we could buy it, and she said no. So, unfortunately, I don't have it, like, in my collection. I really want to purchase it. But, I mean, as of right now, it's on the DC Universe app. So, yeah. But uh, that's a great story, that, as far as I can remember. But the point that I'm getting at is that the our excitement for comics our only excitement for comics is now being canceled. So like, what do we have to look forward to when, let me, let me, let me preface this with what Clay is saying that I literally wrote him last week, wanting to know if he wanted to start getting into reviewing like number ones for indie. Yeah. Like I'm coming, Fred, I'm coming after you. Indie Alley, you guys are going down. We're going to, we're going to take your entire demographic. And and the thing is, guys, like we, we love DC. You, you know, I kind of feel like how all the movie reviewers felt when uh, Snyder left the DCEU, how they're just like, uh, maybe it's not worth it anymore. This is how, like we, we love DC. We're always going to be reading DC, but like as far as the new stuff, it's just all going downhill, and it sucks. Yeah. And 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 I had someone when I wrote when I put the post of saying like, "Oh God, this thread has just bummed me out," which was the Jerry Conway thread. Someone wrote like, "Hey, you know, there's so much more to comics than the big two. And yeah, I know, Image Comics, Image Comics, that, and like Dark Horse, I, I and like, like, boom, I feel like that's like. One of the boom is getting things. there. Oh yeah, is boom like, is, is boom is, is going crazy right now. Like yeah. how great their books are. I love indie comics. Love it. But my passion, my heart, my entire office in my other house and in this house, I literally called my bonus room area where in my loft, I'm calling it the fortress. Why? Well, not only because, you know, Superman's the goat, but besides that, I love DC comics. My entire comic existence will exude DC. So to see not only it's suffering with the lack of quality that we have been seeing as of late, I mean, Black Label has really helped me. Uh, like the Aquaman, like very limited series have given that. But besides that, um, man, it, I don't, I don't know how to process my fandom anymore. Like there's, there is this like huge gap. Like there's like this gaping hole where you're just trying to fill it with something. But this is kind of like, you know, just like in life, when you, you feel like there's a hole, you want to just fill it with crap just so that you can have that little, like, superficial happiness. But I don't want that. Sure. I want yeah. It's like I don't, I don't want to just get into things to get into things. Um, I don't know. Maybe Clay has to get me into manga. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, that's what I told my fans on, on or my, my listeners on my Fanbook Comics uh, podcast. I had to take a break from Marvel and DC because, yes, I'm looking at older books, like, from the app, but...
but because of everything that's been going on in the new line, it's not getting me excited to read DC. It's not getting me excited to read Marvel. Like, I'm reading manga, and it's legitimately the best stories that I've ever read, like, in the past three years. And I'm like, dude, like, these these mangas have been here for, like, freaking 20, 30 years. Some of them, you know, of course, newer. But I'm just like, gosh, like, what is going on? And yeah. I I hope that you guys don't think that all oh, these guys are just complaining and that, you know, they're just going to start complaining from here on out. Like, no, we we are hoping for really, really good things in the future, which brings us to what I hope will be an exciting segment uh, for news, is this DC fandom, the schedule. Yes, absolutely. So I, I saw that the schedule had come out, so I clicked on a link for the DC fandom website, and I was like, okay, here it all is. And I see, first on the docket, Wonder Woman, I see... Uh, the Wonder Bro games, and also if all. you if you guys want access to this, if you guys just go to schedule.dcfandom.com, just create. If you don't have already a login information, just sign up free, and you know you can get the notifications if you want to get bombarded with emails on news. But if not, this is where you'll be able to. You can actually set your own calendar, yes. where you get like and the notifications. That's what I wanted to talk about because yeah. I have currently, I have. All, my schedule personally is full of the Hall of Heroes stuff. I haven't even looked at the Watchverse, the Kidverse, the Uverse, the Funverse, or the Insiderverse. Now, it doesn't look like there's too much of that that I'm going to be interested in, which is okay. For all of those who like want to get the inside look on how a comic book is created, the Insiderverse looks great for you. Yeah, the Insiderverse is probably... There's one at 1 o'clock, which is how DC books get made. And it's like a panel. That one really interests me. I don't know if it's already announced, like who would who's going to be there. Uh, but I do know that when I have gone to several comic book conventions, there is a panel that Marvel does, and it's kind of like the Marvel way of doing comics uh-huh. um, and how they get the process going. And I mean, I've had the pleasure of being there with Matthew Rosenberg and Donny Cates, kind of being the ones leading the panel, uh-huh. and it was like a blast. So I would love to know the see the thing like with me is like I'm not I don't find myself to be a creative person but I love the creative process. I can't draw worth of crap but I love how people think when it comes to how they're drawing panels and that to me are one of those panels that I would love to know like how to do comics the DC way. Um so yes there are there are some great ones here. I mean the Funverse I haven't even I haven't looked at it yet but yes the Hall of Heroes. Look, the, well, really quick, the Funverse looks very interactive. There's going to be an art installation. Uh, there's going to be an official DC fandom store that's going to be open uh, for a limited time. Um, they have something called the Comic Reader. I'm not entirely sure what that is. There's a selfie station. Uh, there looks to be something on Legos, and it says the Suicide Squad comic book cover creator. Uh, so yeah, I think I think for you because I know you're a CW guy. Um, and also a DC Universe person. It looks like the the Watchverse, the Watchverse is looks insane because in it terms has, of TV shows, yeah. And it looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, the uh, the Lois and Clark or uh, the Superman and Lois show. I kind of want to look at the Superman Man of Tomorrow movie is going to premiere here at 
your time seven fifteen. My now, time do you do you think do you think that Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons will be watching the expansion of DC's Watchmen universe? Oh, I I a hundred percent think they will. Yeah, I I think that they would. Well, be I very think interested. I think Alan Moore's like ego will probably keep him away for a bit. But Dude. at the same time, I also think like oh, nobody's gonna know that I'm watching. And he's Al- gonna- Alan Alan Moore to me is hilarious. Like I know he's kind of like you know just like this crotchety old man like at the, at the moment. But I find him. I think there was there was like a review. You know, like when you're reviewing like a comic, like for somebody, like just giving them high praise. Um, and there was one just saying that this this writer was able to hit like all the beats. Um, and crafted a beautifully told story in a medium that he no longer cares about. <laughs> it's just, oh, God, I love this guy. So, yeah, I, I find Alan Moore. Yeah, but to me, me personally, I mean, I am all about Hall of Heroes. Now, to me, there are two, if I'm at home, I know that you have completely taken the day off, so you're probably watching a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I, for one, I am... Very, very excited for, obviously, the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. That's, I mean, for anyone who knows, I mean, I think they know that we're huge fans of that movie, of what Zack has done for the DCEU. Um, now, 8.30, the Batman, Matt Reeves, give it to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm also very, I'm curious what the surprise DC Comics panel it looks like there is like a tease going on there, and also like an unannounced yeah to be movie. announced yeah yeah. So that right there, the to be announced is interesting. I want to know what that is. Uh, so and then I, I think I think the number one for me though is for at four thirty. I really want to see Chris Daughtry perform. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I how, how the how the hell are you going to get fans excited? We got Chris Daughtry. Come on, man. Oh man! No, Maybe if this so, was like right when he got eliminated from American Idol, but like, is he still? I mean, did is, you not know that he's an artist for DC Comics? Oh, is he really? Yeah, no, he did a he did a couple Batman vs Superman covers back in the day for what the New Fifty Two. Yeah, 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 look it up, man. Look here up. I am. Th- here I am thinking that this guy was just gonna sing like I'm going home. No, let's see, let's hear. Oh, Chris. hold on, this is baloney. This Daughtry. can't be true. Wait, Chris Daughtry BVS. Um, wait, Chris Daughtry reveals his Batman v Superman variant cover. What the frack? Yeah, I told you. It actually looked pretty cool. It looks very uh-huh. like almost Jim Lee like. Oh wow! Like he can actually draw. Yeah. Look at this, Chris Daughtry. That's what I'm saying, dude. man. It is crazy. Holy moly! This is yeah. I, this is mind blowing. Like yeah, um, like he he uh, did he did a couple covers, uh, and then uh, I guess they just have a really good relationship with him. So they asked, "Hey, do you want to do a performance?" But I will say this: I don't know how I'm gonna watch all this because my schedule is at twelve o'clock. Wonder Woman, twelve thirty. Uh, game Montre- uh, Wonder Brothers game Montreal announcement. 145, Flash, Suicide Squad, 2 o'clock, Surprise DC Panel, 4 o'clock, Snyder Cut, 445, Black Adam, 5, To Be Announced, 545, Aquaman, 6, Shazam, 630, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League game, 7 p.m., The Batman, 730, Wonder Brothers Games Montreal Announcement, Encore, 830, Suicide Squad, Encore, 10 o'clock, Surprise DC Comics Panel, 
Encore, 12 a.m., the Snyder Cut Justice League panel Encore. Now, Encore, is that like they're redoing it or is it just a repeat? I think that this is – well, let me let me double-check. I want to double-check because if it's a legitimate Encore and they come back to like answer questions and stuff because uh, – let's see here. Uh, it might – you know what? Now that I look at it, they might actually be the same. So I can take that off of my my schedule. All now, where stuff. does your wife fit into this? I told her that on Saturday, girls night. <laughs> just I told her to just act like I don't exist because I will be in this room. You're playing a dangerous game, friendo. Oh, I I, I told her. I said, hey, on the twenty second, there is a huge like at home convention. For DC, and I will be watching it on either both computer screens and my iPad, just in case. But these like, are these are like those moments where I'm always just like, kind of like how I felt with looking at the the Man of Steel one because I wanted to see if Snyder. I'm like, um, eh? <laughs> but, but I mean, it's just you know, it's just funny. I always I always find it funny just when. When you're just with someone that's just so uninterested in comics that it's, I find it, I find it funny to like say like, so yeah, there's like this really big thing, but I'll always just remember the first time I took her to a comic book store was at midnight to get Justice League number one for the new 52 launch. And what she witnessed at midnight was beyond anything that I'm sure that she would have imagined. So. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be action packed. I mean, I will um I would love to say that um, I can just sit down and watch this whole thing, but I mean for me, there's just two things that I know for sure I don't I do not want to miss. I'm perfectly fine getting well, the reveals see, later so, on. So so I'm gonna miss the world premiere of Man of Tomorrow, the animated movie, the Superman. But there's an encore at 2 a.m. that I can watch. So I'm gonna put that. Ah, in. that's when you get your second wind. Yeah. So, yeah. So you'll be fine. Um, so, all right. Before before we do review some comics, I wanted to go ahead and just do our giveaway. Um, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for everyone that did participate. Now we do know that there are many people that listen, and it could be possible that I'm sorry if you guys are Facebook only users um, and don't really use the medium of Twitter. Um, I promise we will get to Facebook one day because we would love to branch off. But it was really refreshing to see how many people are listening to the show and have been DMing us. And one thing I, Clay and I were saying is don't be shy. Like, let's chat. Like, don't let it be just a giveaway for it to be the reason for you guys to chat. I know that, I mean, me personally, I mean, my life's just been crazy. So I haven't had time to be kind of like how I normally am on Twitter and just being very conversive and like, hey, let's just chat about something. Uh, but yeah, don't feel free. Feel free to, you know, ask questions, recommendations, anything. I mean, let's chat. I mean, let's let's have some fun. Uh, so yes, I wanted to say thank you to Dave, Tony, Walton, Ty, Chris, Jim, Kyle, Chad, Sammy, Stacy, Lindsay, Blake, Aaron, another Tony, but I have Tony Walton and then Tony and then Mike. Uh, so what I wanted to do, and this again is for the Action Comics Volume 1 Hardcore Deluxe Edition of Rebirth, um, 
So what I'm going to do is I have a rant, I have given each one. So the name that I gave you, that's your number. So Dave, you're one. Tony, Walton, two. Ty, three. Chris, four. Jim, five. Kyle, six. Chad is seven. Sammy is eight. Stacy's nine. Ten. Lindsay, eleven. Blake, twelve. Aaron, thirteen. Tony, and fourteen is Mike. So I am going to go as we speak to random dot org. And as we speak, I'm going to put the number generator from 1 to 14, and I'm going to click generate here, and let's see let's see what we got here. Um, all right, so it looks like I actually got, all right, hold on, it's loading here. Okay, so I got number three, Ty. So congratulations, Ty. So this is Ty G at TGardener100. It's actually kind of funny because he wrote me on, I wanted to say it was like Tuesday. And he's like, Tuesday or Wednesday. And he wrote, he's like, oh, man, am I late? And I'm like, oh, man, no, you came just in time because we're, awesome. just gonna, we're, we're just going to be, we're just going to start recording um, like in in two days. So he's like, oh, great. I, I was worried that I, I missed out on it. But no. So congrats, Ty. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait a couple of days because I want to see if he gets the announcement from listening to the show before I do like a Twitter shout out, like, hey, reach out to me. Okay, so, so, so we are recording on a Friday. Do you want to, when do you want to wait? Well, we'll wait until like the next show. Okay. And see. If not, then I'll, I'll DM him. I'll say like, hey, hey uh, have you listened to the show or something? But well, I, I want to at least see here. Let's do a little experiment <laughs> with our listeners. But with that being said, yes, thank you guys so much for the the support. And if anything, say thank you to Barnes & Noble because they screwed up on my order. This is not me being a good person and just wanting to <laughs> – and me just buying a comic out of my own money or Clay, like, splitting it to hand it up. No, this is a screw-up, and they just said sorry and gave me another one. That's awesome. So I figured I can either sell it. Or, you know, I'll give it to the listeners. So I guess I am a good person in a percentage. Um, but let's do what we are known for, which is reviewing comic books. Now, are we doing the good, the bad, or the ugly, Clay? Oh, man. You know what? Let's go good because we we were kind of like downers at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's Oh, true. God. So wait, wait. Are we going to bookend with negative? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think we should end on the good. Let's end on let's end on the good. So let's go the ugly. Okay, which one is ugly for you? <laughs> uh, okay, well, I I think that I'm pretty confident that both of us are gonna go uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal number three. Okay, as as the ugly. Do you yeah. agree or no? Yes. Okay. I mean, I the more I am reading Scott Snyder. The more you think it's Bendis? Not the more that I think it's Bendis. Uh, the more he... I know everyone has always said that Snyder is just an imitation of Morrison. And for a long time, I never understood the reference. But I feel that the more I follow Snyder's work post-New 52, I get it. Because his work since... 
Sure, he has highlights. Justice League 25. It's yeah. a highlight, yes. But there is too much murkiness in his work that my... You know, it's kind of like when you're looking at like Mount Rushmore's Snyder could easily have been one of those. But he is right now in a tale of like... He's had two lives. So I don't know if this is... He's just been on the top for way too long with the big titles that, you know, you're bound to just hit that stretch where it's just, there's just a lot of duds. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like he's at. Now, I know, I understand sales do not represent what I am saying because Snyder is consistently one of the top sellers in when, you know, when his books come out for DC. Um, but this has, it's, it's, it's gotten to, yes, we got it in the first Dark Knights Metal. Uh, but now with Death Metal, it's getting to that point. Well, no, it's, it's already at the point where it's too wacky for me. It's, I, I am a, yes, I read comic books. So comic books, you are supposed to, you know, suspend belief, uh, you know, embrace the comic bookiness of things. But I am a reader that appreciates, I appreciate high level concepts, but when things get too wacky, it's a complete turnoff. It's a reason why I would, I'm a, I love like Daniel Warren Johnson, but I can't get into murder Falcon or like what he's done with. Oh, you Wonder never Woman. got into murder Falcon. No, it's too it's too wacky oh, for man. me. That was see good. like that one was good. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like for example, like do I like wackiness? Sure, but I like wackiness like Paper Girls. Like add some. I still haven't read that one. Okay, like that's what I mean. Like Brian K. Vaughn, he did one something with Marcos Martin. The, oh my god, the the freaking the the sideways book. The sideways book. Do you oh, remember? My, oh. The one with like the farmer and they got yeah, like abducted and went into was, I don't that was I, yeah. wacky. It's it's wacky, but for a large portion, yes, okay, it's wacky, but in terms of like visuals, but you're it's simple concepts. Yes, 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 yes. So I don't mind crazy visuals because I love a lot of like the psychiatric kind of stuff and I love how crazy if you're going into people's minds how those things can look. But when themes and concepts and me looking at a Batman dark side and, and you know, Batman atrocities and, and now you sent me one of the worst text messages. I almost blocked you after you sent me this DC death metal, the multiverse who laughs. And it's a whole bunch of freaking DC pets and they're all. It's the super pets. The super pets. Yeah, I I almost blocked you because I did not want to have that it, on my phone. You know, and he, here's the thing, guys. You know, this this death metal, I I don't know if Snyder is doing this on purpose because the Batman that I read in New Fifty Two is not this Batman in Death Metal, and. Even this Batman in Death Metal isn't even the Batman that was in his Justice League run. Yeah. This is a completely different Batman with way too many quips. 
which com- which throws me off when you look at the end of his Justice League run, and this was supposed to be the you know like the jumping on point. Yeah. Of what? How it 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 does not. It, it does. It doesn't make nothing. Sense. Nothing correlates. Nothing actually connects. And I will say this: I had PTSD of Joss Whedon's Justice League because he uses a line from Joss, we- Joss Whedon's Justice League. Damn! I didn't. I didn't even catch it. Where? So when we see. The uh, bat side with Superman and uh, Mr. Terrific, or not Mr. Mm-hmm. Terrific, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Uh, we see Swamp Thing says, uh, excuse me, did someone here order some truth? And that's basically the same line of like, oh, I fight for truth, justice. Uh, or, oh, no, he's like, I believe in truth. But I also uh, love believe justice. In justice, yeah, oh, or something, something like that. I, I like I, I immediately, I immediately turned off my tablet, and I walked into the other room for an hour. I had to get away from this book for an hour before. Granted, this is the first story. Now, I will say this: Snyder, he lied. Scott Snyder lied to every reader, saying that this was. A Wonder Woman book. This is not a Wonder Woman book. Do you think... Remember how, like, with Snyder, when he first got into DC, and you would always read his his interviews, you know, everything felt like... I mean, you still sense the same, like, passion when you read his interviews. Um, but it kind of makes me wonder if... If I don't know if it's the success that he had or kind of, you know, like we, we know he's getting royalties yeah. from like the Batman who laughs and this kind of stuff. It makes me wonder if he, and this is also kind of like how I feel with like Tinian with all every single, where it just seems like post 100, there's just a new character that he's introducing or I'm just like, are we just introducing like new characters just for like royalty purposes? I think and so. Like, and we're just and we're just getting and we're just trying to get like these characters that obviously well obviously they're new, but they're just cramming it in our face just so that if it's ever used in the future and stuff like that, you'll always be getting a piece of the pie. And this is their way for making up for dying comic sales and stuff like that. It's like let's just get this so then if they're used in a movie or so, I don't know why, but I just feel like this is what it's become. It's just become like this. It feels like just Snyder's book, specifically this one has become a, just like a product label for potential prime one studio, you know, statues or action figures. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely think that's what, like, that's what this is. This is just potential for like, Oh, we're going to get a whole like Batman, like amalgam chimera line of uh bat side and bat adam and all these different toys and i'm like i don't want that i just want good stories like why does the story come first that's what i want to know because this doesn't feel like the story comes first because 
that whole big giant robot that came in at the end of the second issue, mm-hmm. the first panel, literally first panel, it's already destroyed. And we don't see how it's destroyed. We don't see what happened to that at all. They just throw it away. They throw yeah. that entire thing away. And, you know, they jump into this thing where we now see half or like not even half, just an arm of Superman is succumbed to the anti-life equation. He's mm-hmm. hooked up to this giant thing that has different colors of kryptonite hitting him. Where he, I think Snyder just tried to introduce a new color, indigo. Yeah, uh, of kryptonite. Uh, I'm sure this book will somewhat be like more expensive now because of that, which I think is dumb. But you know, Darkseid. You know, they explain this whole thing about the final crisis. About how mm-hmm. his Omega Beams uh, sent him back in time. Well, he fixed that problem with creating a gun and making it more dramatic. And the Omega Beams will just kill Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't kill Batman. Because for the last time, I'm saying this one last time, Batman was already wearing the Black Lantern ring. You cannot wear a Black Lantern ring without already being dead. Batman mm-hmm. is dead. And I don't know why Snyder thinks he's being clever and thinking, oh, nobody's going to know it yet. Like, we we know the rules of the Black Lantern. Like, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. He's already dead, so it didn't work. And so now Superman, like, I forgot how they, exactly they did it, but apparently Batman was able to... Uh, basically destroy the cells of the anti-life in his arm so it's not going to spread throughout his body. And they take down uh, the bat side or whatever, and they, like, this is the one thing that bothers me. So Superman's like, oh, all of our friends and other heroes are in this other room. And he breaks open the room, and they are the cleanest... Proper prisoners. I have. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a pretty great prison cell. I mean, if that's if that's how you are going to look at in a time of you suffering and all having the happiest of smiles. Yeah, it's, it it's is, not like oh god, like we're we've been in despair for all this time because we don't know how much time has passed. They still haven't said how much time has passed. We clearly know that it's a quite a bit of time because well i mean considering how long it's taken you to grow your hair and for and for (laughs) and for clark now to look like joey the drummer from slipknot i mean he's gotta i mean it's 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 gotta be taken a while a long time yeah all of these heroes big smile none of them are dirty none of them have like ripped up clothes or anything they're they're all nice and they're like, oh my god, it's, it, hey guys, it's so happy to see you again. We, we, we like, we, we were just having a party. It's like, we, we have a, you know, cake in the back. That's what it seems like. It seems like all these people were just hanging out. And, you know, during this time, we see the Robin King. He threatens to basically kill everybody. And the Darkest Knight, now, as he is named, is chasing the speedsters throughout the Speed Force. I don't know how the Darkest Knight is now able to go through the Speed Force, but now he's able to go through the Speed Force. 
which I think is super dumb. I didn't know this, but I was listening to Jim uh, over at Weird Science, and they explained it that in that one shot that you did not read, right? You didn't read that one shot. Uh, the Legends of the Dark, uh, the Legend of the Dark. Yeah, Knights. I don't, I don't, I don't read it. Well, it was like a bigger origin story of how like powerful this Batman Hatton was. While he was a Batman Hatton, he consumed every single bat reiteration in the Dark Multiverse. Okay. So I'm assuming he is taking somewhat of a portion of what was a speedster bat or whatever and is able to go through the speed force. Like there it doesn't explain it whatsoever. Uh he's just able to run as fast and enter the speed force. And this is where I call huge BS on the entire book. Wonder Woman is telling them, oh, you know, we have this plan. We, we need to do this. We need to do this. And oh, I know, where, I know where you're going. And she says, she says, that is why we came here to enlist the help of the most powerful hero among us. And then Ice, somebody we have not seen in quite some time, says, oh, you're talking about Superman, right? She says, no, I'm talking about someone else. And it's Jaro. Jaro is the greatest hero of among all of the DC universe. Are you freaking kidding me? No, no. Now, see no. the the. It's kind of funny because for some reason, I I am against what Wonder Woman said and who it was revealed to be. For some reason, though, this Batman and Jaro relationship. Because of Justice League, I like absolutely love it. What I did now, what I did not like though, is you know at the end, like when he's like he's like, "Hey kid," and he's like, "Dad," and he jumps, he goes, "There, there, not in front of Clark." Like that part, like hearing Batman say that, okay, like that's weird. Um, but I have to say, for some reason, I love this that relationship. Um, I don't know, I do not know why. And it was honestly, besides the Batman saying they're there, not in front of Clark, that to me is legit one of the only moments that I like smiled in this comic. I did not. I rolled my eyes and I said, I no, no, I, under, I understand why you would, because I, I immediately roll. I didn't roll my eyes. It was kind of like I did like a giggle. I'm like, come on, that like, that's not true. That's just Snyder pushing a character that he kind of created. Uh, and again, yes, I know, st- I know. Jaro is derivative of Starro, but I'm just like, okay, let's, but we all know that Jaro specifically was a Snyder creation. So we know that he's going to, he's going to push that hard and this relationship. Uh, but just for, for the sake of time, since I know that we have a couple of more books to review, um, how, how did you feel towards this ending? The ending of, Oh, no, I I call it BS still, uh, just because I do not think on any universe, on any multiverse, on any Earth, Lobo would be like, Lex Luthor, yeah, I'm okay with working with you. You're, 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 you're powerful enough for, you know, to, I don't think Earth's money or whatever Luther could give Lobo is worth Lobo's time. Like, genuinely. 
Now, I don't know if this is the continuity thing, but when Lex lost his, you know, his apex powers to that moment with uh, Perpetua, did his face get burned? Uh, no. So this is, has to be something to do with, excuse me, has something to do with the uh, progression of time. So whatever happened in between all this is why his face was burned. Okay. Um, ooh. Yeah, it, it's a rough read, man. Like, I can't... And I, I, I mean, I guess I can understand, like, if people are digging this just because they want to be part of just a wild ride. And it sure is wild. But for... It's just... I guess it's just like when you're promised things and and you're kind of just told specific pieces of information and then you're not getting that information at all. It's a complete turnoff because you feel like when, and I understand it's a business, you need to get your book sold. I just don't like it when for a large portion of time, you've always been genuine and what you're doing and why people should read it. If they don't read it, it's cool. I just don't feel like it's that anymore. I just feel like it's, now it's truly about the sales. And I believe, I don't know, it's it's disheartening, I guess you could say. Even though, yeah, I understand the business. But I guess you you start to envision a little bit more where you see the character and you see the creator and you're like, okay, yeah, you're not you're not about that type of life anymore. It just feels like I think you've kind of like, unfortunately, you know, like the news that circulated this week that we actually didn't even talk about, which was the Ray Fisher going after Jeff Johns again. Yeah. And in you and I, we were kind of talking, and you're like, man, I, it, it kind of feels like. And I think you you were mentioning, I think you were talking to Tony on Twitter, and and you mentioned like, oh, it looks like Hollywood got to his head. And I think it's like that money, you know, you saw, you see like a potential of when you have a hit in your hands with what the Batman who last was for Snyder and then what it could be for you financially. And now it just feels like everything is to try to hit that high again. Well, the, the, what makes me like super depressed about this, about this, like the conversation we're about to have is juice is a very, avid Batman fan and he said I can't believe the person who wrote Batman New 52 is writing this just because of how like how contractually different it is and then he said because he also wants to write he is currently writing two like indie like his own uh, creator own comics or whatever and oh my god there is like something going down downstairs and my sister is like screaming uh, but uh, she must have read Dark Knight's Metal, Death Metal. <laughs> she got, but, she just got to the Jaro section. But uh, but he's writing uh, two creator own comics, and he said, if I ever get to write a DC comic, and it be like the greatest story ever, I hope that I retire immediately after, so I don't become something like this. Yeah, it's like. That in itself, like the that mentality, like because the same thing could be said about a Brian Michael Bendis. He had some really great stories back in the day. We read one recently, being House of M. We read, you know, we've read, we both read uh, Ultimate Spider Man. Like, yeah, those are great books. And to see what he's writing now is just like, I don't know if I want to go through being 
a top writer to eventually get down to something like this and everybody hate it, you know? No, I, I agree. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I've always loved Jeff Johns because it felt like his he was the most consistent. Yeah. His runs and his stories, it felt like he he never, even his version of like what wacky could be was never wacky. Yeah. You know, there was always imprints. I read this and it's, I just feel like I'm, if I ever go, like, I feel like I need to read Black Mirror again just to remember what was. Yeah. And and be like, how are how is this the same person? This is like Metallica going and they're going to do like a remix of like the I'm Lou, da dee da die Like it's not going to make sense. How is Metallica? How are you going from Enter Sandman to them like singing this just to get like popular? No, it doesn't make sense. And I don't, I don't know, man. I, I need to, I need to get off this title. Let me, let's go to something that, because this was super fast. I didn't read the comic. This was recommended to me from Kevin, who's a, uh, he was a listener. I think he's just a buddy of mine. He hates Clay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and dude, he no, when he, when we, when we were talking about what reads, uh, what doesn't read great as a trade, when he said Superman, we were both like, what? Yeah, and I, then I thought, he read it wrong, and I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, he told me I need to read Flash. This was the moment he was waiting for. And I'm like, okay. Now, he has said that many times on books, and I'm like, I, I still can't read this. Um, <laughs> now, uh, so this time, he, I was like, all right, let me, I'm, I'm going to skim. I, so I only read, honestly, the third, the third quarter of this book. Uh-huh. And I will say, it was, it, was a, it was a nice feeling. For those who are huge Flash fans, the Flash family is finally getting back together the pieces are starting to build um i mean you you have the nice moment which what we got in the dc rebirth universe special between barry and wally we got that one you got the version even with wally when he saw iris they had that moment now this moment it was between iris and bart so you're you're getting the of course i remember you i think that the the final splash page with uh right now thon is pretending to be Barry, and for a while he was tricking the family. Yeah. Uh, he was tricking Iris and Bard and, and Wallace and Avery. Uh, but at the very end, once they finally, well, once Bard finally realized what was going on, at the very end, we get Jay Garrick. And Jay Garrick, beautiful splash page. Gorgeous. Sandoval, killed it. Loved it. Yeah. I do have a question in regards to how did Jay Garrick escape the Speed Force? I'm hoping because he's been trapped in there. And I mean, it doesn't make sense considering how you've seen him in, in like the button can't escape it to. Yeah. That's a little confusing. Uh, because so I'm, I'm hoping what I'm hoping is that it gets explained once. Maybe Barry will be like, how did you make it? Yeah. And maybe they can talk. I doubt it because comics never touches the nuance things anymore. They're just, Say okay, you figure that part out on your own, and just argue online about it. Yeah, like it just feels like that's where comics is. So confused, yes, but very nice moment. So yes, Kevin, you are correct. This was a really cool moment, and I think when I was skimming, I saw Max Mercury, and I know you love Max Mercury, so I don't know if that's also one of the reasons why you were you were pumped. 
But let's go to Wonder Woman 760. Um, where are you with the series? You were missing action in the first one. And uh, I I mean, I personally, Mariko Tamaki and Mikhail Janin, Jordi Belair, killed it, loved it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the slower-paced first issue to kind of understand what's the world and who are characters, what am I to expect. So... Issue two. Issue two. I, I will say... Uh, Tamaki loves to do this, like day in the life and like kind of the down low like levels of heroes like and that's something that we've been wanting you know mm-hmm. not everything has to be bombastic or whatever this was kind of moving along and I was like okay okay this newer character uh this little girl you know I'm I'm kind of interested to see like if she is who she says she is or if it's like somebody like kind of some mystical person using like some sort of cloaking thing on her. Like this is some of the stuff that I thought about, but I feel, I feel like they're just using Emma as, I don't know why, but I feel like during Azarello's run, remember the girl who had the baby? Oh the blonde yeah. Girl? yeah. And many, a lot of people liked her and they were liking that relationship. And I think that they're just trying to have Diana have a relationship Outside of Steve Trevor and, and the Amazons, yeah, and the Am- and honestly, I mean, again, I haven't read like the Steve Orlando stuff, but for some reason, every time I'm reading Wonder Woman or I go back to it, Etta always looks different. Yeah, like that's I true. Etta Etta is either can have the Mohawk or sometimes she looks like Amanda Waller. Like I have no idea who Etta is. <laughs> Uh, like when I'm reading the book, I'm just assuming, okay, military. Oh, yeah. Etta, okay, that's yeah. got it. It has to be her. That is that is true. That is totally true. Uh, but I actually did. I mean, I can look at Mikhail Janine's art like every day. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I love the attention to detail on like the filter on the little girl's phone that she takes a picture with. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. But the ending is what got me like. Oh crap! Because you you assume that something is attacking her, like via her apartment. But mm-hmm. I will say now, looking back at it, you immediately see her sleeping in her Wonder Woman outfit. So that probably should have been like like a like red flag immediately. But I was too engulfed in like oh snap, what the hell's going on? Type of see, thing. I I felt. I felt that when I saw all the chaos happening, at first I kind of felt it, but once I saw her in bed with the outfit, I automatically knew that this was a Max Lord thing. Because if you remember, immediately once she left the Max Lord, the first thing she said was, stay out of my head. Yeah. So it just felt like already, he already, no matter what, like I don't know if if he was able to do something to the lasso, or just the limited time that he was not on the lasso. Or, you know, maybe he's learned from his next snap yeah, uh, what he has to do in order to kind of combat and deal with someone like Diana. So I had a feeling that this was going to be what we were looking at. Yeah. But we, we see her attacking uh, parademons, which look gorgeous, by the way. Uh, yes. 
absolutely awesome splash page of her saying, uh, you die. Awesome. I, I love that page. But she snaps out of it, and she is attacking soldiers. Now, mm-hmm. this, I just recently rewatched uh, the movie, the animated movie Justice League Doom, where... Is that uh, the one that everyone says, like, this is how Snyder's run would have ended? No, 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 no. That was uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Okay, okay. So, this one, this was before the, like, main continuity of, like, the New 52 animated movies. This was okay. a one-shot movie that was based off of uh, Justice League uh, Babylon. Or, or what, what is it? The Tower uh, of Babel? Yeah, Tower of Babel, sorry. Uh, so, it's loosely based off of that. And in that movie... Uh, Cheetah uses a poison on her claws to uh, have Wonder Woman hallucinate that everybody is Cheetah. So she doesn't back down from a fight, and she just keeps fighting, keeps fighting, keeps fighting, until she finally gets help from Cyborg and realizes, oh crap, I've been fighting normal citizens like this entire time. And that's exactly what happens here. So, like... I thought, like, holy crap, what's going to happen now? This ending was interesting enough for me to say, okay, I want to read the next one. Okay. So I, I'm i okay with, as as of right now, I'm still okay with Tamaki and this awesome uh, art of uh, Mikhail Janine. So I, I think right now we may have a winner for, you know, a good writer on Wonder Woman for now. Nice. Okay. Sweet. I'll take it. That's that's good. Now this is the moment that we have been waiting for. Maybe yes. I don't know. Uh, we, for those who, if you go on to Apple Podcasts or Google Play, Stitcher, however you listen to podcasts, we did a special, a special episode dedicated only to Green Lantern Earth One. We've done it several times. We've done it also with. Uh, Superman Earth One, and this was kind of during the pandemic when there were not new comics coming out. We wanted to kind of hit some of these books. Uh, so we've had this book in our possession for like three weeks. Yeah? Yeah. Correct? Just yeah, about. three weeks. But we were like, don't talk about it. Don't do anything. This was not supposed to have been released. We were about to read it last week and review yeah. it. And then uh, the... Uh... Uh, publicist uh, 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 Clark, he he was like, hey, by the way, uh, I accidentally made a mistake. Uh, you cannot review this yet. And I was like, well, it's a good thing I didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, so my thing was I did not want to read it because of the fact if anyone talks about it or just says something and, you know, it's like you hear them like theorizing and I'm like, ah! no, I didn't want any of that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, I finally got to read the book this week. Does does volume two hold up to volume one? Yes and no. I okay. would say this felt like a longer read. Yes. Uh, it very much felt like a longer read, but I think that's more so because there was less action, which is totally okay. Not every book needs a whole lot of action. Uh, this was very much a story that was, uh, I mean, we'll just go ahead and say it. 
there's a time where the Green Lanterns lose their power. And this was a getting back into action, rising up type of story. So you needed that lull. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this book, though. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it gave, uh, before beforehand, yes, I want to give uh, props to uh, Karina Becco and Gabriel Hardman, who were both writing the books, and Gabriel Hardman was on art, with uh, Jordan Boyd on colors and Simon Boylan on letters. Gabriel Hardman is quickly rising up to being one of my favorite comic book artists and writers. Um, I had very high expectations for this book. Uh, I want to say that they met expectations, did not exceed. Yes. Now, I I will say that when I read this book, this book very much felt like when... Okay, don't kill me here. I am not the biggest Star Wars fan. Okay? I just... I read it. I watch the movies to watch the movies, but I don't know the lore like people, like everybody will say. Was it Empire Strikes Back? Was it the one that it just felt like they were on fighter pilots the whole movie? Uh, and there wasn't much progression in the in the in, in like the film. In, well, okay. Let me let me not even use because I'm probably gonna butcher it, and I don't want Star Wars fans to kill me. Uh, this book had that that typical approach to when you're hitting like let's just say there's a trilogy in mind. Uh-huh. The second one is either going to be the darkest one or it's going to be like an exposition heavy. It's going to be a slower one to make yeah. like the part three be bombastic and have it be everything you want it to be. This one felt like there was yes, a- it had. There was a lot of exposition, yes. Yes. Not only was it the a lot of exposition, you're building on characters that you know, on top of also introducing a lot of new characters. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it had its moments where I'll be like, hmm, this is taking a little long. I never found it boring, but I never found it as, like, can't stop reading engaging. Yeah. I felt like I was happy reading 60 pages and I'm like, you know what? I'll read the rest tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, w- I was at that point. I got to say this book continues to live on the purpose of what is green of what is earth one, which is just re-imaging. You are redoing and kind of changing up mythologies. I love the fact that we saw that only with Harold Jordan there was the way he became. It was completely different than what we got in the actual comics. Yep. And this one, I love that this is not emotional spectrum based. Yes. These are rings that were just created and have different power levels. Yep. So this is not, I am a, because everyone, and I'm one of them, got teased. I saw John Stewart. Hey, John Stewart, the Yellow Lantern. Yo, this is Hal versus John. Nope. Wrong. This is that's not what the case is. This is not a this is not a ring based off on fear. It is nothing like that. I felt there were many moments where I was like, "Oh, look at this." Okay, so Hardman's doing the Sinestro route. Sinestro's going to the Yellow Lanterns. Oh, here we go. We're getting the villain here. But he wasn't uh, a villain. He still hasn't been a villain. Which yes. I was like, "What?" And like the really surprising thing was a whole bunch of Green Lanterns were like. 
Yeah, our rings are no longer the most powerful, so we're just going to go to the Yellow Lanterns. And Mm -hmm. among them was Tomar Ray, and I was like, (gasps) Mm -hmm. how could you? Yeah, but it's it's just things like that would were really surprising to me. Uh, I love how like the three uh, 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 astronauts along with uh, uh, Stewart they escape from that planet, and one of them was using the ring, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm I'm too frustrated. I can't use it. John, you use it." And it's just like a ring that could literally just be passed around. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Hal. I mean, Hal originally did not have, uh, or Harold, he originally did not have the ring in Volume 1. He actually got it from his astronaut buddy who ended up dying, and he just grabbed it from him. Yeah. And, like, we see the unfortunate almost extermination of the Green Lanterns, which was Mm -hmm. crazy. I will say... Uh, this, this, uh, Guardian is Aliapsa, is it not? I believe is is Aliapsa. I mean, it only, it seems most... I'm pretty most... sure that it says in the first volume, when he, when, when Harold sees the battery for the first time, or the... Yeah, and he, and he confronts, I think he just didn't trust him. Yeah, and he... he I, I don't uh, remember it saying his name. Yeah, he does say his name. He says, oh, my name is so-and-so of the Guardians, uh, please just listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, all right. Let I'm, me. Well, I'm, while you're talking, I'm gonna see if I can. I can find it in my. I have. I have the trade here near me. Okay, but uh, you know, he is so villainous in this book. It is crazy, and even to the point where near the end, he tries to convince Harold. Hey, you know, it's it's not that I'm a bad guy. I'm just trying to look out for the best of what He's the like, universe needs. Are my methods correct? Like the best? I'm not a politician. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be perfect. Like just hearing the way that he's justifying his actions, I was like, yeah. golly, this guy is a freaking socio. This guy's nuts. Um, yeah. So I I agree. Absolutely insane. And also, uh, I loved I loved the yellow lanterns, like from the the from Quard. Yeah, the Quard. Like I love yeah, at first. At first, I was like, "Wait, is this like a like?" Because it's not like yellow, yellow. Like at first, I was like, "Is this like supposed to be Larfleys?" Yeah, it looks I thought it was like, "Is this Larfleys just like looking differently with like a different with like a different head?" I I was a little thrown off when I first because I couldn't tell if it was yellow or orange. Um, it wasn't completely specific, but I loved them and I loved. That their, their the minor dialogue, the just their look, uh, complementing the their power levels. I was like, nice. Like these guys are not to be messed with. But the really big thing was that they weren't necessarily, you know, uh, complacent to uh, Aliapsa. They were just like, oh well, he helped us in this one scenario, so we're helping him with this. And yeah. then once he was gone, they were like, um. There's nothing we can do, or that we feel like we need to do. So we're leaving, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. But it left a lot of Yellow Lanterns still available. Even uh, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name. Ar- 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 Aresia. She is now a Yellow Lantern. Like, I don't know if she keeps the Yellow Lantern uh, throughout the entire end of the book. I need to look back at it. But uh, 
it actually I think yeah. So she and Stuart are uh are all yellow lanterns at this point because the green lantern is still gone at this point. So I think majority of all of our known green lanterns are going to be yellow from here on out. But like I love the you know cuz cuz one thing I feel like the one thing you need in a Hal story in a Hal Jordan story it does not say his name. It only has it only has Hal confronting him once they once he enters the battery, uh, the battery, the central battery, yeah, and he approaches him and he's like, "So who are you?" And he's like, "It doesn't matter. Uh, you need, I need you for this mission." Da 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 da. He goes, "You're a guardian." He's like, "You're a guardian," and he's like, "He's like, he's like, yes, I was able to, I was able to escape." He's like, "When after you murdered all the other guardians, he goes, I don't know where you've heard your information, but uh, I'm only, I'm merely a scientist." So he, he never, he never says. Who he is. I um, think he it's is. all the opposite. I I, mean, I I mean, with all the twists and turns that you get when you think there's going to be bad, but not. I mean, it, it would not surprise me if in Earth One they're going to use like a Gamfit as yeah. as a villain because it'll have like that impact. Like, oh snap! But yes, logic will tell you, knowing the Green Lantern mythos, that it would be all the opposite. Yeah. But uh, I, the, like I was saying, the one thing that you always needed in a Hal Jordan story that I absolutely love is you, uh, you always need Hal Jordan to come up with a plan, and somebody's response always be, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." That's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. It's actually how, in this one. I actually in this one, it's that's the most idiotic thing I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. But it's something that's so on point for for Hal Jordan. Yeah, because you always know he's gonna think of something stupid or crazy or idiotic, but it always. I'm gonna grab work. this. Pl- I'm gonna grab this ship, and I'm going to. Oh, what? I'm gonna kill the guardian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like it's it's something that is just on point with him, and so I I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, I love the one thing that confused me though. This is three years after I think three years. Oh man, it feels like I'm gonna sneeze. Uh, three years after Volume One, so I, I, I believe so because there's a lot of I'm like, wait, did I, did I miss something? Because seeing like Harold with Carol, uh, with Ferris here, like there were there were things that relationships felt too fleshed out, and yeah. you did not get that in the first one. So yes, you, you there is like there has been some time, and you can clearly see that. Hal, as a Green Lantern, has influenced space travel on Earth. Yes. And so they have built, like, this whole big thing. And the one thing that bothered me is, in three years, the ignorance and dominance that Earth tries to pursue is known throughout the galaxy. Because even Kilowog has some comments about Earth, and I'm just like, is three years long enough for the entire galaxy to know how ignorant Earth is? I mean, we're pretty dumb. (laughs) 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 This is true. But, I mean, that's the one thing I had a nitpick about, but it really hit hard when uh, we, you know, at the very end, Hal Jordan sacrifices himself 
you know, to, yeah. to destroy this, uh, this ship that Aliapsa is on to create the black hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Kilowog is talking to the crew members of the Earth, uh, astronauts or whatever. And he says, you know, Hal was a really good friend of mine. Not only a good friend, I think he was my best friend. My best friend. Yeah. And he said, it really sucks that the last time we spoke, it wasn't on a great note. So it's, it's going into that relationship, which I think is really awesome because those were the two characters we had for the entire journey of volume one. And we don't get a whole lot of it here, which I think is a little disappointing, but I think it still hits hard when you have moments like that. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. So I guess my question for you would be is how, how do you feel about I guess this is something that I noted when it comes to like the pacing of the book. Mm-hmm. You can't really tell when you're in Act One, Two, or Three because it's it's very it's ve- I don't want to say it's very one note, but it's it's hard to find the transitions when you're like, okay, here we go, let's go. I'm getting I'm getting here. I'm getting ready for because you kind of get a little bit of it in one, but there's a little bit more. There's a slight increase where you know you're getting the act three yes this one here like i had no idea that i was getting to be like close to the end of the book because it never felt like that and then out of nowhere it just it felt very quickly that the guardian was eliminated and he was dead i was like whoa whoa okay like this like i didn't feel like there was a climax yeah yeah this one happened really really quickly i think the moment where i was like oh snap this is the end was for a split second, when uh, how Jordan was eliminating the Guardian, he got his Green Lantern power back. Yes, and, and that was like, oh snap! What's going on? Where's the battery? And it no, because it literally showed. happened. He's like, whoa! I'm going to stop you. Uh, yeah. Escape! You know, like the, the the force is coming. Oh, he's gone. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like that happened yeah, in like it, two pages. It was like in seconds, in like just two or three pages. I was like. Oh snap! Okay, uh, yeah, I guess okay. this is the end of the book. Cool. Uh, all right. No, because then he's like, "Oh, he died," and like, what? <laughs> and then it's like, "Guardians, help us!" He's like, "I'm on it, but don't call me Guardian." And I was yeah, like, and that's the oh, really cool okay. thing. So the Korgs were actually on a completely different dimension. They're yeah. from a completely different dimension, and we now know that Hal survived through the black hole into a different dimension where they assumed the battery was in the first place. And this was three years later from the events that we just finished reading. Yes. So it was, again, fun read. I mean, it hit the notes of of what I love in this series. This one had a lot of twists because I was like, okay, we're getting the normal tropes. Okay, so now for about, okay, this. But then seeing John being a scientist uh and yes he did have some military background um but seeing that yes this is not fear-based this is not yellow doesn't not necessarily mean villain just a different power set i was like okay that's a cool twist so the 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 many clever twists creatively that you received were able to far outweigh the small nitpicks that i had of the book why it still makes the book an overly positive read. 
And and the good thing is the the great thing, you know, the only volume three we have ever gotten out of these books is Superman. Everything yeah. has stopped at volume two. Mm-hmm. This is a great ending for both a potential volume three or just a hey, you know, Earth has a lantern with Stuart, mm-hmm. and now this dimension has a lantern with Hal. Agree. So. Yeah. I, th- I think it works out really well if they want to end it here, but if they want to continue, I would have no problem with reading a third volume. I need I need, I need Hal and Kilowog to to hug it out. Yeah, I think they do. I think they. I need, I need to... like a Michael and Dwight where it's like, let's hug it out, bitch. I need I need I need one of those moments because I've but actually see, I've grown very fond of their relationship. I think there needs to be a volume three so we can see Kyle Rayner. That's what I want. I mean, it's like you kind of have to get Kyle and Guy. You do. Don't. But does it go too far into saying, oh, does that mean a volume four needs to introduce Simon and Jessica? Like, I I think that it might, you might also you'd be like, okay, well, we're going to bypass Guy and we're going to bypass Simon and we're going to get Kyle and Jessica, you know? Like, I think that the possibilities with the mixture... Uh, would be okay, but I know fans of either or or all will somewhat be upset if they don't get like a certain lantern in volume three. Do you think that Simon would be the least missed? Oof, I don't know. Well, the thing is, they haven't done much to his character after, like, after he gave up the the guns in Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Because there was a point where he gave his guns to Batman and said, "Okay, I'm I'm not going to use these anymore." Because Batman kind of convinced him not to. Uh, but after that, they didn't really touch up on his character much after mm-hmm. that, and that was really early on in the Green Lanterns series in Rebirth. Yeah. So I don't know if people would miss it that much, but I know that there would be a huge mark on like the representation. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a hard question. Hmm. All right. Well, no, this was a um, good read. I'm, I'm, I am hoping that we get a number three. Uh, but with that, yeah, it, this is going to be the wrap up of the show. So uh, just a couple of little announcement things is also remember uh, that we are part of the Nerdy Legion podcast network. So if you go to nerdylegion.com and click on podcast, you will see not only our show, but Many other shows connected as well, and there will be from everything, from indie comics to Marvel to even wrestling, I believe. Um, so you you have that route. On top of that, remember, congratulations, Ty. Go ahead, and when you listen to the show, reach out to me on DM or Clay and or on our CB underscore Legion on Twitter because you can find me at Mark Reads Comics on Twitter, and you can read, reach Clay at Fanboy Clay. Yep. Yep. So reach out to us and we'll go ahead and we can start getting these details out to you in regards to your hardcover. Um, besides that, am I missing anything? Nope, I think we are all good. And then we are all good. So then we will talk to you guys next week with a brand new episode of hopefully some good books. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, sounds good. Talk to you later. See, See ya. It.